May 22nd. And now we turn our attention to the New Testament. Our reading today will be in the book of John, chapter 12, verses 20 through 50, where we'll learn about fruitfulness. Jesus looked upon his death as an opportunity to glorify God. Do you take that attitude when you face a time of trial? He saw himself as a seed that would die and produce fruit, and as a conqueror who would defeat Satan. The cross would open the way of salvation for both Jews and Gentiles, and we'll read about his faithfulness. In his words and works, Jesus showed Israel the light, but they chose to walk in darkness. The praise of men meant more to them than the praise of God. Be careful what you do with his words because you will hear them again when you see the Savior. And now let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. May 22nd, John chapter 12, verses 20 through 50. Some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem to attend the Passover paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. They said, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. Jesus replied, The time has come for the Son of Man to enter into His glory. The truth is, a kernel of wheat must be planted in the soil. Unless it dies, it will be alone, a single seed. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who despise their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. All those who want to be my disciples must come and follow me, because my servants must be where I am. And if they follow me, the Father will honor them. Now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from what lies ahead? But that is the very reason why I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice spoke from heaven, saying, I have already brought it glory, and I will do it again. When the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder, while others declared an angel had spoken to him. Then Jesus told them, The voice was for your benefit, not mine. The time of judgment for the world has come, when the prince of this world will be cast out. And when I am lifted up on the cross, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this to indicate how he was going to die. Die? asked the crowd. We understood from Scripture that the Messiah would live forever. Why are you saying the Son of Man will die? Who is this Son of Man you are talking about? Jesus replied, My light will shine out for you just a little while longer. Walk in it while you can, so you will not stumble when the darkness falls. If you walk in the darkness, you cannot see where you are going. Believe in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. After saying these things, Jesus went away and was hidden from them. But despite all the miraculous signs He had done, most of the people did not believe in Him. This is exactly what Isaiah the prophet had predicted. Lord, who has believed our message? To whom will the Lord reveal His saving power? But the people couldn't believe. For as Isaiah also said, The Lord has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, so their eyes cannot see, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to Me, 
and let me heal them. Isaiah was referring to Jesus when he made this prediction, because he was given a vision of the Messiah's glory. Many people, including some of the Jewish leaders, believed in him, but they wouldn't admit it to anyone because of their fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue, for they loved human praise more than the praise of God. Jesus shouted to the crowds, If you trust me, you are really trusting God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a light to shine in this dark world, so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the darkness. If anyone hears me and doesn't obey me, I am not his judge, for I have come to save the world and not to judge it. But all who reject me and my message will be judged at the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me gave me his own instructions as to what I should say. And I know his instructions lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. I want to spend a few moments talking about making sense of sacrifice. In Mark chapter 14, we read about one woman's sacrificial gift in the context of a larger gift that we're still experiencing today. And a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard, and she broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Now, some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, Why this waste? How many know that every time your heart tries to have faith, your mind will try to make sense? And the two will often be in contradiction because here are some people saying this doesn't make sense. You know, when you give to God on a sacrificial level, if it's really a sacrifice, you will hear a voice telling you, this doesn't make sense. You want to talk about what doesn't make sense? What doesn't make sense is that God would freely welcome us into his kingdom and freely give us all things. It doesn't make sense. We get too comfortable and complacent. We lean back at the table like we belong there. And then when the opportunity to sacrifice comes, we scoff at it. But if you really remember what God saved you from, and if you really appreciate what he is to you, it makes sense for me to give to him everything I am. I am because of him. You need to understand that I'm giving from experience. God has been there for me, and I'm not going to experience the celebration and resist the sacrifice. And I wonder today, have you ever broken a vase for God? And when you hear the voice of God speak to you, you have a choice. Have faith or make sense. If I put this perfume on myself, it will fade, but if I put it on him, it will not be taken away. And we still smell. I think if we could ask Mary, she would say, Thank you very much for your sermon, Pastor Stephen. It was very nice, but it wasn't a sacrifice. 
it was my opportunity. Today, we're reading in Psalm 118. The Jewish people sing Psalms 113 to 118 at Passover. So this is one of the songs that Jesus sang before he went to the garden to pray. If you knew you were going to be executed unjustly, would you be able to sing praises to the Lord? Well, this is also a messianic psalm that we'll be reading here. The crowds shouted verses uh, 25 through 26 as Jesus rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And Jesus quoted verses 22 and 23 in his debate with the religious leaders. But it's also a song of praise, thanking God for deliverance from a difficult situation. The name of the Lord and the hand of the Lord can give you victory when you need it. When you're hemmed in by the enemy, cry out to God, and He will put you into a broad place with no restriction. He will open the gates for you and give you some new freedom. So claim verse 24 for every day that you live. The Lord is my strength and song, and He has become my salvation. Israel sang those words when they were delivered from the Egyptian army at the Red Sea. They will sing those words again when God gathers them from the nations and restores them to their land. And it's a song you may sing today by faith. Psalm 118, verses 19 through 29. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord. Those gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter there. I thank you for answering my prayer and saving me. The stone rejected by the builders has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous to see. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Please, Lord, please save us. Please, Lord, please give us success. Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, shining upon us. Bring forward the sacrifice and put it on the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Proverbs 15, verses 27 and 28. Dishonest money brings grief to the whole family, but those who hate bribes will live. The godly think before speaking. The wicked spout evil words. <laughs> 